Today on episode 368 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, this is a tip that could someday save you from a huge amount of deep pain and frustration. Might want to hang on to this one for future reference. And a podcast listener becomes a computer client from across the pond. Another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Good morning and welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and on this podcast, I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer, and it's all in plain English. Hey, you go to the doctor for a checkup, right? Well, think of your computer in the same way. Things just start to go bad after a while, and it needs to be put on the right course again, so everything's working like it's supposed to. Kind of a digital colon cleanse. And just like a lot of doctors are doing checkups and things remotely, I can do that with your computer. So whatever you need, just give me a call, 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. Today's tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 368. So let's get started. When I came up with the idea for today's tip, it made me think of a friend of mine back when I lived in Maine. This man was a pastor of a church, and I would work on his computer whenever he needed help, but he had kind of a strange and dangerous habit in the way he used his computer. Every week, he would create his sermon for Sunday using Microsoft Word. So he would sit down at his desk, and he'd have all his reference materials and books available right at hand, and he would open up Microsoft Word to a new blank document, and he would get to work. That Word document would turn into many pages of content, which, of course, represented many hours of research and work that he was doing. And he would never save that document. Now, back then, when you opened up a new Word document, it would just be called Untitled Document, and it wouldn't be saved anywhere in your computer until you actually clicked the Save button, gave that file a name, and told the computer where you wanted to save it, usually the Documents folder. So I happened to be in his office one day, and I could see on his screen that he had this long document that he had created in preparation for Sunday, and I could see that it had never once been saved to his computer. Now for him, this was no big deal, because this is the way he'd always done it. But for me, this was kind of like watching a blindfolded person walking across a busy highway. You know, he might be lucky and avoid getting hit for a while, but you know, eventually this is going to probably end in disaster. So I asked him about it, and he said, No, I know there's nothing to worry about, because when I finally get done creating the whole document, I just do this. And he proceeded to show me that all he had to do was click the X up in the top right corner of the document, and right away a screen popped up and said, Would you like to save this file? And that's when he typed the name of the document and saved it in the documents folder. So at this point, I have to just say for the record that this is not the procedure I recommend, if you haven't caught that already. This is a very, very bad practice. 
So I asked him, what if someday Word doesn't ask you to save it and it just closes without saving it? Or what if Word asks you if you want to save it and you have kind of a brief millisecond of absent-mindedness and you click on don't save? Or what if you've worked for hours and then there's just an unexpected power blip and the computer just shuts off and your document's just gone because you never saved it? Well, those are things he had not thought of. But he wasn't worried still because he had his routine and nothing bad like that had happened to him so far. And I do get that. You know, when a process seems to be working, it can be hard to get motivated to change the way you've done something for a long time. But eventually, that practice did come back to bite him and we were trying to figure out how to get back a Word document that had been closed without saving. Back then, I didn't know the trick I'm about to show you today. Actually, I'm not even sure that old version of Word, if it was even possible to do this. But with today's Microsoft Word, you can create a new blank document, type some text into it, and close it without saving, and still be able to get it back. Sounds like magic, right? But it really works. You can try it for yourself. Now, here on this podcast, I'll give you a kind of an overview of it, but it really helps to see what I'm talking about. And on my website today, I have screenshots and step-by-step instructions, so you can see that at computertutorflorida.com slash 368, because this is episode 368. But here's how you can test this for yourself. Open up a new blank document in Word, and then just type in some random text. Doesn't matter what it is. For this example, let's just say you type the sentence, it's easier to fool people than it is to convince them they've been fooled. That's a quote that's often attributed to Mark Twain. Who knows if he actually said it or not. But anyway, that's what we'll put in this document. Now, close that document with the X in the top right corner. And of course, it's going to ask you if you want to save it. And I want you to click on Don't Save. So at this point, it sure seems like that document is gone, like it literally doesn't exist anymore. You sure can't go to the Documents folder on your computer and find it, because it was never saved. But here's how you get it back. You open up File Explorer, and then click on where it says This PC. Then in the search bar, do a search exactly like this, asterisk.asd. That's the asterisk sign, and then a period, and then the letters A-S-D. And hit enter to do that search. And when you do that search, your computer's going to search for any file that has the .asd extension, and it's going to show you the list of files in the search results. And guess what the first file will be in that list? Yep, it's your document with the Mark Twain quote. So you have to right-click on the file name and tell the computer to open that file in Microsoft Word. So now you have your document back. And if you're smart, the first thing you'll do is save it properly to your computer. And even better, make it a practice to constantly save your Word documents regularly as you work on them. The more often you save, the lower the risk of losing all your hard work. And I wanted to tell you about a new client recently who I had the pleasure of meeting, I'll just call him Mr. D. He told me that he's been listening to the podcast for years, and he lives over in the UK. So his computer hadn't been tuned up and optimized in a while, and since he's heard literally hours of me talking about computer stuff, poor guy, he kind of felt like he knew me. So he reached out. And like I've said so many times, I can do almost anything remotely, so it doesn't make any difference really if Mr. D is my next-door neighbor 
or if he lives in a 900-year-old castle in England, which I don't think he actually does, but that would be really cool. Now, here's the really interesting thing about Mr. D. He is blind. He lost his sight when he was seven years old, so he uses his desktop computer without any monitor. I mean, think about it. Why would he need a monitor? And that's just another great thing about when I remote in. From my end, it looks exactly like the same as any other computer I remote into because I'm not actually looking at what's on the screen. I'm looking at the video signal the computer's sending out. So I can remote in and work just like I do on any other computer. So we spent a great couple of hours talking via Skype and working on his computer. Actually, computers. He has more than one because who can get by with just one computer, right? We installed a good, strong antivirus. We set up an ongoing backup so he doesn't have to worry about losing anything. And we optimized what programs were running in the background. And we checked the health of the hard drives, all kinds of stuff. And since he's an avid listener to the podcast, I know he's hearing this. I want to say thanks, Mr. D, for hiring me, trusting me with your computer. And if you have any trouble with it, you know how to find me. I'm ready to jump back on and take care of whatever problem might come up. And on my other podcast right now, it's a true crime story. Daryl was a rookie cop, and he was working on a quiet Sunday morning in Denver. But then he stopped someone, and it turned out that man was actually someone who had escaped from prison in California. And he was not going back. Daryl ended up getting shot, and that's just where the story starts. You can hear Daryl tell that whole story on my other podcast called What Was That Like? You can listen to it on any podcast app, and that includes Spotify or Pandora, or at the website at whatwasthatlike.com slash 74. And you know what I love? I love when podcast listeners contact me. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or just call up the podcast voicemail line, 727 727- Three eight six nine four six eight, and you can leave a recorded message there anytime, day or night. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, but you know I'm going to be right back here in two weeks with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless. You know what I hate? I hate when people use big words just because they're trying to make themselves look perspicacious.